0: Thank you, Pastor Matt. Um, man, it's so good to be here with you guys. It's such an honor to have Andy here, and he was the connection point between us, and I don't know, it's just like a full circle, full circle moment. I also have some friends from Ohio that came by, um, love on them. My family's watching at home. They weren't able to make it, but thank you to them. I'll show a picture up here in a little bit, but I did want to start um, just by saying thank you to you guys as well. Um, it's uh, it's been a little tough but you guys have helped me tremendously with the gift cards and the encouragement and just the all the love and support that you guys have uh, shown me and Miss Rachel's small group they bought me a bed like pastor Jeff got like i don't know, i tell my friends back home like my back has never been more supported in my life it's like <laughs> it's incredible and uh, just yes yeah, Getting up here—it's such an honor. Thank you, staff and uh, and the board as well. You guys are next next level, and, and the youth team too. Just just so so incredible, and so I just want to say thank you to you guys. I plan for that to be much longer, um, but that's okay. That's right. So uh, before we get into it, uh, we're finishing up summer reflections. I get to finish it off, um, and. It's so cool. I, uh, it kinda, this, this comes from not just my summer, but my entire life. And before we always get into the message for the Summer Reflections, we share a testimony from camp. Uh, first week was Sam. It was so cool to hear that. And, and Aaliyah. And then last week we had our a uh, video collage. And so today I get to share mine. And uh, my testimony from camp was I went, we took a group of girls. So I was paired with a group of guys that I did not know from Scotch Plains, we have a picture of us up there at camp <laughs> those guys um, but <laughs> they were they were fun they were a good group when i went there and we met them it was the first few days it was like really awkward like i don't know them they don't know me i'm okay with awkward situations but they were kind of like this guy has to sleep in the same room as me like oh that's so weird so the first day is like a little bit uncomfortable but uh, as we got on I started to think, like, man, I I feel like maybe they're not getting enough um, from Jesus. I really wanted my goal was to share Jesus with them, and uh, I kind of felt like I was failing almost. And through conversations, through just thinking through it and praying through it, I really found out that I was impacting them not because of anything I was doing, because I was just being myself through the conversations we had at lunch, through through walking through to services, to going to the events, competing in the games with them. It was, it was so fun, and really I was just being myself, and God was taking care of everything else. He was the one doing it. So that's what's going to happen today. I'm going to be myself up here, and God's going to take care of the rest. So the title of today's message is Be Willing to Let God In. He wants to be a part of every piece of your life. Uh, not just finances, not just church, not just work, but every, everything. So if you would, please stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to be in Luke 5, 1 through 5. Oh, that's cool. Everybody stood up. That's cool. <laughs> so, uh, all right, it goes like this. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, also known as the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats by the lake. Oh, you may be seated. That's <laughs> so. Just to give you some background, first, um, while we get into it, this comes right between two miracles. So the before, it comes before the, the the all the fish come onto the boat and the boat almost sinks and the cousins have to come and help him out. And it comes right after this. Uh, Jesus is going through Capernaum and he's healing many people. So this is kind of right between there. Uh, Jesus spent the night, um, he spent time with Jesus, woke up, and these people are coming to hear him speak by the Sea of Galilee. And uh, there's roughly like 20,000 to 50,000, um, that's kind of a broad number, so I decided to pull up the Met Stadium for us. Uh, it's got 46,000-ish, Shea Stadium, so that's the atmosphere we're in, imagine we're there and we hear Jesus speaking, and he is talking, man, I really wish... I would know what he was saying. That'd be so cool to hear what he's saying. You know, he's the son of God coming to earth. And, man, I would love to hear that. But Peter comes up from the, from the Sea of Galilee. He is done fishing for the day. Um, so it's probably right around dawn. And he comes. He's cleaning his nets and taking care of them, making sure they don't rot out and, and break. And Jesus asked them, can I use your boat? So the first point this morning is be willing to give. And it's found in Luke two, or Luke 5, 2-3. He saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them, or washing their nets, getting into one of the boats, which was Peter's. So Peter and Andrew gave his boat to Jesus to use. Now Peter and Andrew were brothers, so this is where I'll show my family picture. We're up there. Love them guys. They were taken a, a, few, a few years ago. I told them they would be up on the screen, and I said they just have to deal with it. So that's them. One day, one day you'll get to meet them. Um, so I was reading a commentary about, uh, about this, this kind of passage, and it said, Every pulpit is a fishing boat. Now, that's talking to pastors, and it really means every time you get up to preach, lost people can be saved. So I want to kind of change that to everyday life. Every day is a fishing boat. Every day you have a chance to give to Jesus, and share something about him to other people, maybe you can share Jesus with the guy at the wait, or the waitress or the wait uh, yeah the waitress or the waiter at the at park nine down the road after church, or the guy at the gas station, which by the way, in Ohio, we have to pump our own gas even in the cold, so that 's kind of weird, and I found out that 's illegal to pump your own gas here, uh, not in a bad way i didn 't find that out, but Yes, Pastor Matt educated me (laughs) on that. So every day is a fishing boat. We have a chance to give something to God, and he can use that, and we can share Jesus with those around us. And when you give, God really becomes, he becomes tangible, he becomes real, not just somebody that we, a figment of our imagination per se, but he becomes, he becomes real. So the other day I was at Valley Forge. Um, As an alumni going back, that was a little bit weird, a little bit awkward um, going back. But I had a great conversation with one of my friends named Jack, and he was um, serving, helping the RAs get trained. And uh, he said he was, man, he was spending long hours setting up, tearing down, and then he would get up early in the morning and come back and reset up everything and do what he was doing. And he could have had a bitter heart. He could have been like, man, I could be doing whatever, working or, or something else. Um, but then he said this. He's like, Paul, you know, I really love serving the people who are going to be serving the students for the rest of the year. So he's setting up for the student leader training, and they're going to be the ones who serve the students and the student body for the rest of the year. I mean, how cool is that? Such an awesome guy. I mean, he didn't he didn't know I'm telling this story, but it's such a cool picture for us to know that man, it's not it's it's really about our heart when we serve and we and God becomes real in those moments and he honors what we're doing. Be willing to give um, and let God in to how we spend our time and our energy. So our second point for this morning is be willing to learn. We find this in Luke 5:3. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down, and he taught the people from the boat. So I'm going to sit for this point. No, just kidding. So back in the day, in Jesus' time, ancient Near East culture, they would, the the people who are speaking, they would sit down, and they would have their fancy robes on and and hats and whatever, and they would, that's how they would teach. They would teach sitting down, so everybody would know, man, okay, he's, he's the guy, he's the guy. So Peter and Andrew, once they gave up his boat, they kind of got to sit in with him. And they had the best seat in the house, really. And it wasn't the first time that they met. Jesus wasn't asking some random guy, hey, can I borrow your boat? Maybe he, I'm sure maybe he would have at some point. But um, Peter and Andrew met him. If you read in John 1, 35 through 42, it tells a story how Peter and Andrew went to see Jesus. And they really just hang out, hung out with him. They had lunch. And uh, man, I wish I would have got to listen in on that, been a fly on the wall and just heard his dad jokes, heard his, well, I guess he wasn't a dad, heard his jokes, heard his just conversations, and uh, how cool would that have been? And really what Jesus was doing was he was giving them a taste of what their calling uh, was going to be in the future. He kind of prepared their hearts, hey, hang out with me for the week, for the afternoon, And this is what we're going to be doing in the future for a few years. And he was preparing them. So maybe this morning God is going to prepare you through this message, through this day. Um, I know for me, he prepared me to be a youth pastor through being an RA. And looking back, I can just see see that. And actually part of the job description of an RA at Valley Forge is to spiritually mentor the students on your floor. So, I got to do that. I got to love on them, pray on them. I also got to check their rooms for room inspections, make sure they cleaned it. If you want to hear some scary stories, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll share them. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's such an awesome role, and, and it really prepared me for being here doing this now and uh, loving on the students and even the ones that are tough to love on, um, just being able to love on them. And uh, Romans Romans nine twenty through twenty three um, says it like this. But who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Well, what is molded say to the molder? Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out the same lump one vessel for honorable use and the other for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show His wrath, to make known His power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? In order to make them known the riches of his glory and vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for his glory. I don't know if you guys know, but God is molding you into something. And the only the way you can get to be that something is through, through God. You can't do it on your own. And this verse says that he's going to mold you and do something honorable. So the things that we do that are dishonorable are probably just things that we're trying to do and we're not listening and following what Jesus is trying to say to us. So God is molding you into do something honorable. What is he molding you to be? Um, That's a question for you guys to wrestle with throughout this day. Um, So I had a privilege of having a conversation with a pastor a few months ago. It was so cool. We got to go to a diner out in Abbottstown. Also, where I'm from, we don't have diners. So it's very sad looking back now that I... Just got to experience that now. (laughs) In some parts of Ohio, they have diners, but I I don't, unfortunately. So we got to go to a diner, and we were talking about sermons and how usually when you preach a sermon, the topic or the things that you're pulling from the scriptures, they come up in your week. And he said he never liked to preach on patience because he'd have to learn more about patience, and it would be tested. He's like, oh, man, again, Patience. And uh, the pastors in the room, I'm sure, can attest, and, and that really shows me that, one, that he's on the right track. He's a healthy pastor, and uh, I for sure had had some of that going on this, this week as I was preparing, too. Um, but when we pray, it's the same thing. We pray, the words don't just fall on the ground and just kind of sit there. When we pray, they touch heaven, and he hears that, and he knows that, and he's going to teach you through it. And whenever I would pray to be grown, man, I'm like, oh, I did it again. Great. He's going to stretch me. He's going to mold me. And I'm going to become something that I would have never thought about doing. I love this song. When Pastor Bonnie sings the refiner, I love that song. He refines us. And I would always know a few days later, man, something would come up. And I'm like, oh, great. I have to rely on on that stretching. And God, help me to, able to maneuver this situation help me to be able to speak to this person help me to be able to um, do this thing and he would teach me when I sit down and listen to him and he would teach me what I needed to know and uh, maybe it's not always what you may think it might be but he wants to sit down and teach you be willing to let God into the way that you learn throughout your life our last point for this morning is be willing to go deeper. I decided to continue on with the three-point sermon joke that we all have. No, i just playing. Uh, that's just what was pulled from the Scripture, and that's, that's what we're talking about. So that came from Luke 5, 4 through 5. And when we're finished speaking, he said to Simon, "'Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch.' And Simon answered, "'Master, we toiled all night and took nothing.'" But at your word, I will let down your nets. I, I just love this. I wonder, if that word master, I wonder his tone of voice behind that. Like, was he mad? Was he sad? Was he angry? Was he hungry? Was he annoyed? Like, I'm sure he was probably tired and hungry and annoyed. Um, but when he asked him, he says, I will let, or yeah, at, at your word. Um, and he, he gave it up, which is so cool for us um, this morning. Has God ever asked you to do something that you didn't want to do? I've been there. I've been there. Uh, when I was young, in youth group, uh, I went down front, and uh, we were talking about our calling, and Pastor Jeremy was speaking, and I wanted to figure out what I was, what I was called to do. I, wonder, I wondered what that was. And I went down, and I sought the Lord, and he impressed on my heart just the word pastor. And... <laughs> I remember hearing that, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I got in the car ride back home. I told my mom, hey, I'm called to be a pastor. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And ironically, I'm, I'm telling you this story, my first Sunday morning service, and another full circle moment, like, God is, God is so funny. He's got a sense of humor. He's got a sense of humor. He's not a, just a dry old man. He's got a sense of humor. And um, what, what is God calling you um, to go deeper with his walk uh, with your walk with him this morning what is God calling you to go deeper in I know I've, I had a conversation this week with somebody and uh, they felt like they're taking the first step uh, to fulfill their calling and man I'm so excited for you and I can't wait um, to see what you're going and I'm glad we can be a part of that as a church that's the whole man. We just that's, that's the whole point of why we do what we do and um <clears throat> Things, um, one, of the, one of the sermons that I most remember from, from college was uh, a sermon, I don't remember the guy, I don't remember the topic, but he posed this question, and it was, uh, what is the eternal significance of this? And uh, I don't remember what this was, but I'm going to change that and make it my own. What is the eternal significance of your life? The reality is, in life, uh, our accolades, our trophies, the uh, games that we win, the games we lose... Compared to eternity, man, they're like nothing. They're like a vapor, and it just goes on by. And what's the internal significance of your life? You know, we know who Christopher Columbus is. We know who Amerigo Vespucci is, Ponce de Leon. We know those guys from the history books. But what about the people who worked on the ship that pulled the strings and did all the things and got got there? You know, their legacy, We, we don't know. We don't know. Legacies don't last as well. Um, I know for me I'm from Germanic descent I know where I came from the city but the people their names I, I might know them from my mom but I don't really know I don't really know who they are um, but the, the eternal significance when we accept Jesus into our heart and we receive the undeserving uh, gift of eternal life we're now on a track where we can have eternal significance in other people's lives. And, oh man, it's so, so cool. And what's the eternal... This thing is a little uncomfortable. (laughs) What is the eternal significance of sitting down and giving to God what you have? And what's the eternal significance of sitting down and learning from Jesus or going deeper with Him? What's the eternal significance of that conversation you have with the gas station worker, or what's the eternal significance of skipping church once or twice a month and and just kind of blowing it off like it's nothing? Like, what is the eternal significance of that? Be willing to go deeper with Jesus. He wants you to go deeper with him so he can go deeper with you. I really love what James says. Um, He talks about not just hearing it and knowing it, but actually doing it. And it says this, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says, and anyone who's listening to the word um, but but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, forgetting what they have heard, But doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Be willing to give. Be willing to learn. Be willing to go deeper. And I'm not going to stand up here and claim that if you do these things, then Jesus is going to take away all your problems, all your issues. Um, He's not going to pluck you out and put you somewhere where there's nothing. Um, I wish that were the case, but that's just not true. He's not a cosmic vending machine. But what I will say is he wants you to hear what he's trying to say to you this morning and and throughout your life and he wants to walk through it and not just hear it but do it so I want to close Pastor Bonnie you can come on up Um, I want to close with really two questions Um, when's the last time that you did what the Bible said Um, maybe it was last night maybe it was this morning maybe it was two weeks ago Um, either way no shame. Um, we're not here to, to shame you for that. Um, but when is the last time you did what Jesus taught you to do and and filled it out kind of thing? Um, the last question is: Are you willing to drop your nets when you don't feel like it, or just in general? Are you willing to drop your nets? Um, in the back of the welcome table with Bethany, there's a card and says, "Cast your nets." Um, take it as a reminder and my heart is really for you guys to wrestle with these questions wrestle with these thoughts Um, are you really willing to give what you have Uh, maybe that looks like I don't know opening your house to to somebody who is homeless or or paying for somebody's gas or starting a life group or starting a prayer chain I don't know what it may look like for you but um, I encourage you to seek that out and, and God really wants more for you in your life and he's willing to give it to you. And don't, don't let that fall, I guess, to the ground. Um, so we're going we're gonna to just close in prayer. And then uh, you guys are dismissed. Take a card on the way out. And uh, so, so happy to have you guys here. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for uh, this time, this opportunity. God, I pray that you're changing our perspectives this morning. And Lord, that that we will give and we will listen and that we will go deeper with you. And we won't just hear it and know it, but we will get it into our hearts and we will do it. God, I pray that you produce fruit from this and produce fruit that will last. And in your mighty name I pray, amen and amen.